We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That will do it. Nick's blown out by an undermanned Nuggets team. And have now lost three in a row. Final score not indicative of how badly the Knicks were outplayed. Michael Malone out to yell at Brent Barnicky about something at half court. Tom Thibodeau going over to see him. And Malone a little heated despite a fantastic performance from his team and a brilliant performance from his star player who didn't even have to play the fourth quarter. Okay. Um, wow, I get to do the post game after the worst loss of the season, huh? Um, Knicks lose 113-99. The uh, score is not indicative of how not even close this game was. I, man... Uh, I guess the disclaimer I always give at the top of these, if you don't know who I am, I'm filling in for John Macri. I'm the voice behind Nick's film school, the at Nick's film school that you usually see um, in the comments. And I, uh, man. So let's zoom out real quick and just look big picture. And like, this is an 11 and 12 team. I'm, I'm tired of people saying like they were nine and 13 last year. There were 10 and 13 last year. Like, Last year, we didn't have fans in the stands. Last year, there were no, there was no expectations. There was no book out on how to beat the Knicks yet. You know, Julius Randle was making long twos. Uh, Julius Randle was making threes. Um, like Derek Rose wasn't here at that point, I don't think. Oh, no, he that's right, because it was it would be after the Super Bowl, so he was probably here already, but they hadn't figured out a lineup with Derek Rose yet. The circumstances are completely different. So the, the leap into the four seed is unforeseeable as far as I'm concerned and big picture here, the way I am choosing to process this is an obvious frustration. And look, bring all of your criticisms of Tibbs, bring all your criticisms of Julius. Um, John's not here because he's suspended for his language after the last, no, I'm playing. John's got a family obligation, but like as much as I'm kidding, I will say like, I, I am on board with you guys venting today. I'm all aboard. Let it all out. Cause I think the reality of the situation that we're dealing with the nuggets of Jokic, he's the MVP of the league. They hit a ton of threes. Yes. But the overall scenario is that the Knicks are five and eight at home. They have yet to establish a home court identity. They 
their best player only recently started playing well. And even today, like that third quarter, like up until the fourth quarter where he got some like garbage time points, Julius Randle has been hit and miss. I think we're finding out that he can't be your number one anymore. He's our number one right now. And look where it's gotten us. Um, this team is struggling to find an identity. And I think, I think we're accepting or at least coming to grips with the reality that before the season, the regression that every single expert that we quote tweeted and accused of Knicks for clicks was onto something. And it's frustrating. I, I am just as frustrated as all you guys. This is not how I wanted to spend the 2021, 2021-22 season. But at a certain point, I think shit was going to hit the fan. Like the shoe was going to drop, right? And here we are, 23 games into the season, and I have no idea if we're looking at refreshing Tankathon and getting draft experts on the rest of the year, or if there is a, a, a turnaround, a, a, a good stretch for the rest of the season that we can look forward to. Um, but look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here for the next hour. I'm going to be here to let you guys vent, bring all your comments. I'll spend some time in the super chat. I'll spend some time in the regular chat. If you want to deflect and talk about other things, you know, I all I have planned today, um, oh, for those who know what my, my normal studio looks like, I am at my, I'm literally in Pastor Claudio's Obi Hive at the moment. You can see some of the things from the mission strips that he's uh, been to um, on the wall behind me. Uh, I am visiting my folks this weekend, this week, because my brother's uh, birthday was this week. Um, but let it all out. I'm here to be your, your punching bag, if you like, because... The unfortunate reality of the situation is the Knicks are not a good team at the moment. I'm not even sure if they will be a good team. I'd like to think there's talent here. They'd be a playing team at least. But the reality check is is setting in, and it sucks. So, um, okay, let's start at the Super Chat. Dan Hidalgo, I'm starting to think it's a personality issue. Randall, Barrett, Mitch all get down on themselves. I wish we had a steadying presence in our starting lineup. Look, that's the other part that is a little, it's frustrating in the sense that I'm just going to have to see all the trade rumors for the rest of the year. Like one thing I liked about last season, outside from the, the, fr the frustrations of number six, right? One thing I liked about last year is that we were kind of okay with the guys we had here. You know, like we were establishing an identity and here we are 23 games into the season. Who are we not trading? Like, like who's untradeable? Like Obi and the kids are probably untradeable, but you're not going to get like these trade packages that are like Mitch Fournier and Kemba for Dame. It's like, you're going to have to give up more than that. Um, I'm not even sure Dame fixes the Knicks problems. They just, we just become Portland East with a more untradeable contract as Dame gets older, I'm not even saying like I, I that Dame isn't going to be a Nick in the future. I'm saying like pairing Julius and Dame makes you the five seed in the East, which I don't know if that's the ceiling I want to put on this team. Um, but they're missing a clear number one. They're missing a guy that they're missing a guy that can disrupt these, these runs that teams go on. And today was a clear indication of that, that, you know, as much as, as Julius tries, as much as they run the offense through him, I'm not sure they can I'm not sure they can do this for an entire season again. Last year, man, 
Guy hit so many tough shots. Guy was a closer last year. I urge you to go back and look at the Clipper game. If you're saying like Julius has never been this, the game on the road on Mother's Day, um, consistently hitting big shots. Like Alec Burks was hitting big shots. Derek Rose was hitting big shots. And this season, it seems like we get spurts of a guy doing it, but nobody consistently doing it. So I'm I'm right there with you, Dan. There's an, there's a, a personality and identity issue with this team that it, it's starting to seem like the talent is is the lack of talent is starting to show up. But you know, good comment, um, Anthony Sixto. Thank you. Just in general, guys, thank you for your contributions here. Um, Anthony, you're always here. Appreciate you you joining us after this one. Sacrifice some defense hustle for off season for offense this off season. Offensive help has been inconsistent and at times worse than last year. Can't imagine losing. Can't manage losing on both ends. Randall needs help. 53 wins? Question mark. Um, I don't. I don't want to blame the entirety of the lack of defense this season on like they sacrificed offense for defense in the off season, you know, I don't like the Kemba thing clearly set them back. And I'm wondering if it's going to take them more than three games to figure it out. Cause I was encouraged. I think all of us were after the Nets game and after the bulls game, I was encouraged by the second half. I don't know how anybody would be encouraged by the, I, I, I can understand being somewhat encouraged by the, the game as a whole that they fought back, that they, they came out flat. The bulls came out with a clear game plan and that the Knicks adjusted in the second half and came out with a game plan of their own. Like after two games where I was like, there's things to point to that are positive. Fine. And now, you know, the sky fell. Um, I don't want to say that because of Reggie Bullock and Alfred Payton, that all of this has come down to earth. Cause like, I don't know if Reggie Bullock's here and Randall's still not hitting long twos and RJ's shooting 30% from three. And, all of these other things that went right last year are still not going right. Then they didn't, then they didn't upgrade enough. They, they counted on things that could have been anomalies last year happening again. Like I, I appreciate the 48 contract. It's super tradable and they just haven't figured out a way to make it work consistently. And you look at, you look at, you know, what they've gotten out of their point guard position, I think. And it's like 20 games of Kemba that I think was more bad than good while acknowledging it wasn't all bad. Like some people will say, um, and now they have a, a shooting guard slash small forward playing point guard. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think the gamble on Kemba is more what set them back rather than the like philosophical sacrifice of defense for offense. Um, but yeah, I, I'm concerned about both ends of the floor right now. If that's, that's your comment, Anthony, Kevin Danishevsky. Thank you as always, Kevin. Oh, and four in games I've attended this year. So you officially can't go to Knicks games. That's the rules. I don't make them. I just enforce them. Um, oh, and four in games I've attended this year. Uh, weird thing about this one is that everyone had their moments despite the blowout. Had their positive moments? Oh, had their negative blow. Okay. Everyone had their moments despite the blowout. Inexcusable defense. 
especially from Randall, but also made shots. Play Grimes. Yeah, you've been on that bandwagon all season. Um, oh, so right under Kevin's comment. Hi, Room Claudio. Hi, Dad. He's literally in the other room. Thank you for letting me use your office. And uh, that's appreciate you, Dad. Um, Kevin, don't go to games anymore. And I look at you were there though, and you could tell us that the effort level was bad on TV. The effort level looked bad. It's weird because you'd expect a team coming from a different time zone to play a one o'clock game in New York to be the team that need time to adjust to a matinee matchup. And that didn't happen at all. The, the nuggets came out on fire and here we are after a blowout. Um, yeah, I, I got nothing for you. I, I see someone in the comments said 53 losses, man, if that's, if that's how this goes, geez. Um, yeah, the, they just seem to step slow. You know, every extra pass got a wide open shot for the nuggets. That third quarter was just like Jokic doing what he did. I expected that today. We didn't do a pregame show, but I looked at all of the props, the overs for Jokic and said, they're all, they're all good bets. He's going to, he's going to have a good game today, especially after what Vucevic just did to Mitch. It was like, Jokic is going to come in here and get his points. It's the Zeke Najis coming in and getting his points that that make it frustrating. It's um, it's like getting 23 pointers to fall, you know, allowing them to have all these open threes. That makes it frustrating. So I um, Yeah, I, as a whole, I think it's it's bad. Um, OK, Dom Cappuccini, disgusted right there with you, Dom. I thought this was going to be close. Need to go at least two and two this upcoming week or big trouble. All I got today. Everyone have a good weekend. Yeah, you too, Dom. I encourage all of you to go do something feel good. Okay. If you want to, like Alabama, Georgia is starting as soon as I get done with this, with this live stream. Um, let's see. The Rangers play tonight. They're, they're playing really well this season. I could give you some movie recommendations. Shameless plug. I host the movie podcast it's called final review. Um, yeah, I, I don't blame you if after something like this, you're, you're frustrated and this is just not how you want to spend your time watching your favorite team get, you know, their shit kicked in. Um, sorry, dad. Um, yeah, this is not, this is this is not acceptable. And I'm hoping I'm hoping Tibbs, I'm hoping the front office, I'm hoping the guys in that locker room don't accept this. Come out and show us something this next week. You know, uh, prototype NC at this point. Let's see what Deuce and Luke can do. <laughs> uh, what could hurt at this point? Try something new, at least. I'm with you about shaking things up, but like they just did that. They just their their point guard that they acquired in the offseason that we had all this pomp and circumstance for, they just benched him. So they're in game three after that benching. I think that's the shakeup that you're gonna get to see. Um, I as weird as it sounds, I was actually a fan of Tibbs bringing Randall back in down 28 to play him next to Obi. I just I wanna see what those lineups look like. Um, and look for for all the, the victory lap that John took earlier in the season about OB's production and being the monster that he saw that he was going to be. And Jeremy and I are still right about how often he was going to play. And that's like, that's to at, at fault to Tibbs that he can't find more opportunities for him. And that's, 
it's also like poor roster construction because you put three centers ahead of him on the lineup and your best center, maybe not defensively, but athletically might be your backup power forward. So I'm hoping there is a, a world where, you know, more opportunities for that in not blowout situations are available. But yeah, I'm as far as Deuce and Luca, I'm they look great. They're playing against guys that may not be playing professional a version of professional basketball in a couple of years, but I I hear you. Shake it up. I'm I'm not I'm not against trying something radical at this point. This team this team has no identity, which is is the most frustrating part about this season, I think. Um oh, I see what John's talking about with the when the chat scrolls down on him. That's yeah, frustrating. Hush zoo. Thank you as always for your contribution in the super chat. Uh, Randall's picks Randall picks and chooses when he wants to put in effort. Good to know. It won't take a lot of money to extend a hard chain. Fire up the tank. Tibbs bring Bonchero home, man. It's, it's a, it's a, so it's a, it's an overreaction, but it's like, it's a fair one. Like, are we looking at, are we looking at the 12th best team in the East at the moment? Are we looking at a lottery team? Did this go from the three seed and hashtag 53 wins to refreshing tankathon every day? That's how bad things look today. And look, the, the Nuggets, they have the MVP, they have Jokic. They signed two guys from their G League team last week because they needed to field a roster. Michael Porter Jr. is out for a while. Well, Jamal Murray hasn't played since last year. And you just got your teeth kicked in at home against them. This is not... There's, there's really no excuse for like lose today. Fine. Like losses happened in the margins, but don't get blown out at home. So like I, any reaction like that, that this is a, a lottery team all of a sudden, I get it. It's fair. I, that's all I got. This is, this is not a good basketball team at the moment. Can they be one? We'll see. I'd like to think that last year wasn't all a mirage. But at the moment, they're not playing like a team remotely close to hosting a playoff series, playing in a playoff series, winning a play-in game. This is bad. Plain and simple. This is bad. Drew P. Can't defend the bench. Blow out without Jokic. Blown out without Jokic in. Um, yeah, I. the plus minuses will also indicate that, that they're blown out without Jokic in. Um, the... The frustrating part about the bench holding them any accountable. And look, I, I will say this. They also just went through a shakeup of like Alec Burks being taken out of that. I have no idea how much of a, of a role that plays in any of, of any uh, poor play from the bench. But I will say like. I, I they've been the one good thing consistently this season. So I don't give them a pass for today. I, I just personally wonder if they're also going to need some time to adjust. And look, we didn't talk about it much at the top. Alec Burks was, let me pull it up. Alec Burks was two of six and then two of two of three from three. Uh, he had 11 points, five of six at the line, um, a minus 10 overall, only one rebound and no assists. Not exactly what you want for your point guard. The guys played close to 40 minutes each of the last three games. I wonder if fatigue is setting in a little bit, which 
you know, you can imagine from a guy that's never consistently played this amount of minutes that's going to happen. Uh, I do wonder, like, I, I wouldn't put it past them to do another radical change and put Rose in the starting five, but I know Rose doesn't want to be in the starting five. He wants to come off the bench, and I I, I wonder if they would put Quickly out there, but I, I don't know. Like, today, you got nothing out of Quickly. You know, you got the, the process look great. You got a ton of open looks. I like how he pushes the floor, but they want to run this offense to Julius Randle. So maybe leaving Burks in and playing Grimes more with the second unit is the option. But I, they, they had one really good thing working. Um, there's another conversation that I'm sure is going to happen a lot on the regular pod with John and Jeremy. Jeremy, I'm sure, has his, his thinking cap on for this cap, pun included, uh, intended. Um, there's clearly a trade that's going to have to be made. And I don't know who they're going to go target to bring somebody in there. I don't see this being the final roster now, which is something three weeks ago. I, I could, couldn't tell you, I have no idea who's even going to be available in a couple weeks when trade season really gets official after the, the December moratorium is lifted on the 15th. But man, did this, does this team have a radical trade in them? Probably not because of what teams are going to be looking to make a, a radical trade like that. But man, that may be what the second half of this season is if they don't clean this up. If they don't figure things out, this is going to be a, there's going to be a lot of trade machine screenshots, which, you know, not, is not exactly how I want to spend an 82 game season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. 
next up, thank you everybody for joining today. I know today sucks, but we've got um, 210 people in here, and I appreciate it. Uh, the Neils next door, I think I'm up to. The Neils next door. At this point, we just need to point a real point. Okay. Let me reread this. At this point, we just need to point a real point guard into the starting lineup. I don't want Rose to start, but he... I, I didn't see your question until now. I think I just answered it. But he might have to. But overall, we will be fine. A, a measured, optimistic approach. I appreciate that, the Neils next door. Um, I hope they're fine. I hope you're not the the everything is fine dog. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think, man, I'm hoping that this was just a, so like the Nuggets just had their worst loss of the season. They lost to Orlando, right? And then on, then today they came out rejuvenated. There's my spin is that the Knicks just had their worst loss of the season, probably the worst loss non-playoff related of the Tibbs era. And maybe now they come out rejuvenated in the next game against San Antonio. San Antonio, Maybe six and 13, but they're also, they've won three in a row. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure that's the team. The Knicks like never win when they go to San Antonio. So that's not, that's not, you know, something you want to, that, that's not something you want to count on, but you know, we'll see. Um, thank you for the positive spin. Daniel's next door. I, I'm glad somebody is positive today. Um, I see uh, Karim's comment right under it how did benching kemba set us back claudio wilding tonight it's night where you are kill their effort tonight we saw they can hang with the nets when they play with some fire yeah but at what point does what point do the results matter you know i'm all for the process i'm all for like i was encouraged after the nets game i was encouraged after the second half of the bulls game what's encouraging about today you can't you're not a team that can afford to come out with like oh just a bad effort game we'll be fine what indication do i have that this team's gonna be fine they're under 500 this is the first time all year that i could say that the lottery is in sight like benching kemba maybe set them back in the sense that this is now a restart that they've had to do since they benched kemba they're zero and three since that happened so i i'm able to look at the results and say like at certain point you're 11 12 i that that's where I am on that. Love you, Kareem. Though, thank you for the comment. Um, forgotten NYC. Uh, play like oh whoa, thing jumped on me. Play like Shet for Shet. <laughs> so we're at Bonchero at Holmgrim. Uh, <laughs> that's a great hashtag. <laughs> um, and man, maybe we are about to start scheduling some draft experts on the show. Um, Robert Cross. And I see the hashtag. The chemistry on this team is poor, disjointed. Kemba and Fournier were bad signings. Mitch is unhealthy and hurting the team. Play Grimes. Hashtag 53 wins. Man, Robert, sticking to it. I appreciate you, man. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm down to play Grimes. I'm down to play him in the rotation more. I'm hoping that... I, see, this is, this is the argument, though, that I will defend that like they see more than we do. So I don't know if... They see that Grimes in the rotation in the second unit isn't as cohesive as they'd like it to be to play in real games. Um, 
man, if if Grimes is going to ride the bench, I almost wonder if he should also be in the G League so he can get some playing time. I'd like to think there's if I'd like to think there's like 13 minutes for him per game at least that he could come in and, and be a defensive spark. That Atlanta game, that, that that was such a positive sign across the board from everybody. I think that's like one of my favorite wins of the season. I know they've only got 11 to for me to choose from, but like it was that the energy was there. They got a lot from their starting point guard, which they haven't gotten a lot from this year. Um, they like a like Jericho Sims was contributing. Quentin Grimes was contributing. Um, all it was missing was like Deuce to come in and lock up Trey Young, and we would have been set. And they haven't gotten anything close to that effort yet since, or at least that result since then. Because I I want to credit them for the the Brooklyn. Game. I thought Brooklyn they should have won if it wasn't for the fact they were playing five on eight. Um, yeah, I. I'd like to think that I'd like, I'd hope that there is a role for Quentin Grimes going forward. I, you know, I guess we'll find out. Um, Oh, and as far as Kemba and Fournier being bad signings. Yeah. Hindsight's 2020. I mean, I know on the night, look, I'm someone that sees all of the download numbers. Our most downloaded podcast, our most viewed live stream ever is when the Knicks signed Kemba Walker. So, like y'all were excited. Y'all were ready for Kemba Walker to come here and be the best point guard the Knicks have had in 20 years. Like we all have to eat crow on this. We all have to recalibrate. And if you were like on board from day one, that this was a bad signing fine. But like, this is what I said at the top, the reality check that we're all having that, Hey, maybe, maybe they didn't have a successful an off season. Now this doesn't mean like you radically tear things down. Tibbs isn't on the hot seat. Leon Rose is on the hot seat, but like now you get to see what they do after their first couple swings and misses. And you hope that uh, what we look trust and, and hope and uh, uh, the trust and uh, I'm blanking on a word, um, the immunity that we've given to uh, Leon Rose. Uh, now that it's been broken a little bit that they go, out and fix it in a certain way. Um, but you know, we'll see. I, 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 I'm really hoping that it is in as detrimental of a setback of signing Grimes and uh, signing Kemba and Fournier as, as some people are indicating. Um, let's see the Niels next door again. I was drinking today, so I'm not in my feelings. Hold on. I was, I wasn't drinking today, so I'm not in my feelings today. I also don't, want to be labeled a casual for being critical hashtag 53 hashtag positivity hashtag play a real pg a b hashtag a b hive um i i thank you for not being in your feelings today um i i, I hope i didn't indicate that you were um at what point so i'm looking at your old comment just to make sure i didn't react to it wrong overall it will be fine i'm look I appreciate the positivity is what I'll say. I am taking this as a big um, picture situation. I'm taking it as a, I'm trying not to focus on just one loss. I'm trying to look at what this team has done through 23 games. There's been, there was a five in one stretch that we all loved, but had cause for concern. 
now there then there was this this stretch up until after the Atlanta game where there was just inconsistent they can't win at home they show up on the road which is super frustrating and then they bench Kemba and they've lost every game since um I'm hope my optimism is that the schedule is going to get a little lighter other than the fact that they play the Warriors and the Bucks back to back they play teams that they're going to have a better record than um so you're your silver lining is that the behemoth of a schedule that we looked at, I think eight games ago is getting a little easier, but you know, we'll see um, that that's my positivity. Thank you. Thank you. Neil's next door for, for commenting CT Pittman difference between last season and this one. All we heard was how everyone was in the gym all the time together, not hearing much of that now. And it shows on the floor, man, like I'm, I'm just a fan. I have no idea what the if there is turmoil in the locker room. Um, all I'll say is it's it's really easy to it's really easy to be in the gym and everybody be kumbaya and talk about how hard you're working when you're like running New York City like they did last year. When you're giving New York City a team to be proud of like they did last year. Um, so yeah, while that's the biggest difference in this year from last year's CT, I, I think the other big difference is that the results were there too. And so the bragging about being, because for all we know, like we've heard the stories about quickly being in the gym after games. Um, we've heard that, like I'm sure these guys still work hard. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to post stuff when you're not going to get a thousand comments in return saying, do it on the floor. This, what does this matter? Work on your jump shot, Julius. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of big differences from last year and this year, and that's, that's definitely one of them. Okay. I think I'm caught up in the super chat. I'll hang out in the regular chat. And all I see is that this chat is insufferable sometimes. Not that I see it, but I see comments saying that this chat is insufferable. So I'll hang out with you guys for another 15 minutes and we'll, we'll discuss, we'll, we'll lament together. I'll just, I'll react to what I see. Um, uh, Marley SY. I feel like last year we hustled for rebounds and ran off shooters better than this year. There is, there are consistent spurts where there's lack of effort. Like I was saying earlier, the extra pass that just came to seem to keep working today where last year, all you saw was the Knicks flying at shooters. And this year it's just, it's not existent. They're, they're leaving a lot of open threes. Now, Sometimes it calls for that in a game plan, but I, this year that's that's just a lot of guys are hitting threes that are wide open this year. It's it's tough. Um, let's see. Uh, we can Robert Bui. We can still swing a trade with those re-signings at Dom. I guess you and Dom are talking since they're short. So that that's what I will say. Since they're all short-term deals done by Leon Road, like. There's no untradeable contract on the roster. Yes, not even Julius Randle. There's no untradeable thing if the Knicks wanted to do something radical here. I don't know if that thing, that, that radical thing is available yet. But, like, we're not stuck. I, there, there's not a no man's land. that we're, This is what the team's going to be for the next couple of years. I do think they've committed to Julius. I do think Julius is going to be part of the solution with the Knicks rather than, you know, I don't want to say he's part of the problem because I'm not that I'm not there yet, but I do think that they're going to try and figure it out with Julius Randall as their, as their 
as their number two. I, I do think a number one is going to eventually come. But uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm hoping that the I'm hoping that the um, the short term deals that Leon Rose and Brock Aller have signed that they've they've set them up this way because they know that there's a flexibility of pulling the plug if they have to. Um, okay. Tibbs hasn't spoken after the game. It's been 30 minutes. I wonder what is going on. I mean, look, lay into him. I don't look. Tibbs doesn't want to wake up early on a Saturday. Well, I'm hoping he, I'm hoping he wakes up early on Saturdays, but I hope, I don't know. He didn't want to come here and, you know, get embarrassed in front of his home crowd. I'm sure he's sick of this too. Like, I'm not here to defend Tibbs. I'm not, I, I do think sometimes like the overreaction to, things that worked last year when it's personnel that I think has been a bigger issue than, than style of play. Um, I think that's my bigger frustration. Like I, when everybody was saying for the first 15 games, like you got to switch up the starting five. It's like the bench units, the best like five man unit in the league. I'm not sure. I want to break that up. I want the starting lineup to figure it out. And the argument should be to play the, the, the bench more is is what I'd say. Like stretch, extend it more in the second in the second quarter. Um, Tom Romano, Tibbs is punching fire extinguishers. Yeah, I hope. Uh, well, no, no, no. I hope not because this is we we know what happens when you punch fire extinguishers. We have a firsthand experience uh, experience with that. <laughs> Why are people asking about Zach Wilson? I have enough frustrations with the personnel of the Knicks. At the moment, I'm not out on Zach Wilson. I will say that I'd like to see him look like the guy once, other than one second half against Tennessee. Um, I, I promise if you guys want all Knicks talk, I'll get off this quick. And like, who cares about the New York Jets? I will say they have a lot of early picks. They went all offense in the early draft last year. I could see them going all defense next year and giving Rob Sala some guys that he can actually put a top five defense is Carl Lawson signing will hopefully matter next year when he comes back and he's playing next to Quentin. Um, uh, so Quentin, not see Quentin Grimes and Quentin Williams, similar names. Um, yeah, I, I'm not as dejected, but like, see, here's the other thing. I was saying this to a bunch of you that were at the, at the watch party in the, at the garden, the Knicks are like the only team that I still and like a hint of the Mets too. The Knicks are the only team where I get like physically bothered when they lose. They're the only team I'm still emotionally attached to in this way, where like my day can get ruined if they lose. And the Jets have hit a point of apathy for me that I don't. I don't know how they get out of like our, my relationship with that team is very like conditional at this point. I'm still a diehard. Like, but there are clearly people that live and die with that team that I respect and appreciate, but like, I'm not sure that other than like, if they're good, I'll follow them. I'll be excited, but I'm not like when they're bad, I'll go watch red zone. Like when the Knicks are bad, damn, I'm glad I have to go wallow with you guys, but damn, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that like I'll ever get back there with the jets. So I mean, whatever that means about me. Great. Um, I see Zach Wilson equals shit in the chat. Oh, it's from you. Karim. 
Uh, yes, Rich McLeod. At least we have Scherzer. I will spare all Yankee fans here. At least we have Scherzer. Hopefully they play baseball this year. Um, let's see. Um, okay. So your other comment, Karim, please wait until we finish this next 20 game strat. It really isn't that bad in terms of opponents. I still believe they can go on a run. They were nine and 13 last year. It's a completely different league this year. Like the circumstances have changed. Like, so here's, here's the PTSD I have with like, look where they were last year compared to this year. So like, during the 2015 World Series, the Mets lost the first two games, and every single person to a T was like, they lost the first two games in 1986. Look what they can do. The World Series isn't over until it's over. And this, like, bullshit, you gotta believe thing that Mets fans have preached, even though there's nothing in this franchise that's given me a reason to believe. Um, I don't like saying that because something has already happened that it can happen again. I get it in the context of like, we shouldn't like completely like the rush to absolutes of like fire everybody, trade everybody. This is bad. This is very, very bad. Like I'm with you on that. The, like everything is different. Fa like a lot of these teams were better. That was a weak Eastern conference from four down. Basically, there were a lot of teams figuring themselves out. Miami wasn't what they were last year. Chicago wasn't what they were last year. Atlanta wasn't what they were yet last year. And most importantly, the Knicks aren't what they were last year. They had were they had a lot of things going better last year than they did this year. And look, maybe I'll eat crow. And in this next 20 game stretch, they go like 14 and six and they figured it out. And then I'll have John for on my behalf come out and say, look, Andrew Jinx did again. How dare he? I'm I'm not there yet. I, I need to see. I'd like to see a sign. Like okay, to the Zach Wilson argument, I'd like to see a sign. You know where a consistent stretch is gonna come. But even even in the Brooklyn game, even in the Chicago game, there are still these stretches of incompetence that exist that I'd like to go away before I say they're gonna put a full 48 minutes together. So that's where I am on that. Dirty Dancer, broke-ass Yankees can't afford. Look, I got no comments on the Yankees. I know there's like, Jeremy and I have this thing we, we should talk each other. Um, I, I I empathize with Yankee fans. I know what it's like to be frustrated that your big market team is in, involved in every single free agent negotiation. Like I was talking to Yash, we went to... This is a this is another shameless club. Um, I was talking to Oz. We went to an advanced screening of Adam McKay and Leonardo DiCaprio's new movie last week, and it was the day that the Mets signed Max Scherzer. And I I said like, what number do you want the Yankees to be at? You know, and he said like four hundred million. There's like no like the luxury tax shouldn't even be a conversation. It's not my money. They're the richest team in baseball, they should never be a, a team that there should never be outbid by somebody. And like that may be an overreaction, but it's also like, what are the Yankees doing worried about the luxury tax? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys on that one. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road, but if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. 
Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Who knew Macri was right with DeRozan Train, Dirty Dancer? (sighs) Yeah, that's the... That's the hindsight 2020 that sucks probably even more that as much as we were deciding who we want in the, in the off season, um, like I will say John also wanted Duncan Robinson and until last night, Duncan Robinson has been anything but a $100 million player, but DeMar DeRozan has absolutely been, he's an MVP candidate at this point on the Patreon. We just did our all NBA teams and DeRozan is if if he played guard, I'd probably say he's a first team All NBA guard. We might have to do some finagling and like squeeze him into guard, but like he's gonna make second team All NBA, um, second team All NBA forward. He's like right behind Giannis and Durant. Like that's how good DeRozan's been this year. And I, collectively, Knicks fans do it to except one didn't want him here. Hindsight is 2020 and, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully one of these signs will work out in our favor. Like I'm not out on Fournier though. I will say that like, obviously you'd rather have DeRozan, but like Fournier can be a solid role player on this team and he can do the things that Reggie Bullock could. And he can also can't do some things that Reggie Bullock could that I think you can fix with some team defense with some, uh, creative schemes. Um, but yeah, the, DeRozan should have been the guy, um, but we'll see. Um, Rob Wakeman. Andrew, what are your thoughts on starting Obi at the four and Randall at the five starting? So in this scenario, so like Mitch is out, Noel is out. So here's what I'll say. And this is probably against company line here, but... This was always my frustration with Tibbs going into the off, going during the off season when all of this um, OB and Randall will play together thing would be there is that Tibbs likes a rim protector, a conventional rim protector like Taj, Noel or Mitch. And I couldn't see him ever consistently going small. Um, I don't think Tibbs is going to do it. I like it personally. I like the lineup when it's out there. More importantly, I think it's the their most athletic lineup because you can do Randall bringing the ball up is fine when he's pushing the ball. It's the isomelo stuff that frustrates. Look, I'm a mellow stan and I even admit the isomelo stuff didn't always work when it's like in the second quarter. End of games, everybody goes iso. So I get it. But like when Randall's just like taking 20 dribbles and then deciding to make a play, that's not his game this year. Um, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that I don't necessarily think that like Obi next to Randall isn't something you can't play. You can't start. I just don't think 
it's not even something that's part of my consideration is I think is where I'll land on this. I, I don't think Tibbs will ever do it. And it doesn't mean you get rid of Tibbs. It doesn't mean like how, like he's a bad coach. I just think it's something that for play style, you have to be realistic about. Should we see more of it? Maybe this is what they do in the second quarter or in to, to fix the third quarter problem. If they're off to a bad start, you put in not D Rose, but Obi and D Rose. Um, and, and try to go small with some teams, but like what going small have like stopped Jokic from like doing what he did today. <laughs> like that's the other issue is that like we've seen OBB a fine rim protector. We've seen his defense be much better than advertised. Um, I, 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 I gotta say like, I'm not a hundred percent sure OB and Randall starting fixes things, but we'll see. Um, Tom Romano, I agree. Like Tibbs is not what's wrong with us. I'm, I want to make that clear. I'm not saying like, like Tibbs, Tibbs is the problem. I'm just saying if that's what you want, like blood of the Panther, where are you? Are you still here? If you're not, I apologize. I missed it. Like guys in here every night, like since last year, free Obi, free, like love, uh, Obi's Avengers. And like, I, if that's what you're here to watch, this is not the coach for you. And I understand your frustration. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. I, I think you're looking at the Knicks are going to need a center for the majority of the time to be your conventional rim protector. They will not consistently more times than they don't go to that small land. There he is. <laughs> Blood of the Panther. Um, they will not go small enough to be like, this is their team. I think it's like a basic breaking case of emergency thing for Tibbs where he has to go out of his comfort zone and use it, use it then. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, let me get a couple more comments. I got a couple more minutes in me. Um, the Neil's next door, bro. I couldn't watch Bullock travel on the first, on the fast break again. Look, Reggie Bullock is a catch and shoot player that plays solid defense. That is what Reggie Bullock is. And look, we got on him for what happened in the playoffs last year because Trey young, and the, the Hawks came in and it felt like they were doing everything they wanted on offense. And like, we ignore the fact that Trey like had a couple of bad shooting games in that series. Um, like Bullock, everybody got on Bullock because he couldn't take advantage of Trey off the dribble, which is why the adjustment was not just D Rose in the starting five there. We fixed things. The adjustment was also Alec Burks in the starting five, there's your guy that can take advantage of Trey young and like play him the majority of games. That was the, um, that was the thing. Uh, Tibbs post game quote. There may be more changes coming. Ooh, that's interesting. <sighs> Man, what's what, what's the, Mm, I just also saw a trade Randall pop up in the chat. So I will say the last, last thing, and this is recklessly speculative. I have wondered like, like would, would they trade Randall? I, I, it's a 1% and then I go, no, of course they wouldn't. But I don't know if, if a team says, I know I'm not even going down this, so they're not trading Julius Randall. The, I hate to say it guys, the actual trade they would do is like, Hey, look, we have this, this, blue chip and OB top in it allows you to keep Rose uh, it allows you to keep quickly allows you to keep RJ why haven't we talked about RJ RJ's the season from hell for, for all the RJ buried uh, uh squad that the RJ Barrett stand squad that he's just 
he's been bad. Um, he's coming off uh, being sick, so I'm not like too upset with today. But it's like, how many more one for sevens from three are we gonna have to see? Um, so we'll see. Okay, so I guess we'll see. Um, I'm going the Neil's next door. I'm going to be in the starting lineup. Dirty Dancer, like what? Fucking Knox. Um, that'd be funny if that's the change that happens. Kevin Knox gets put into the rotation. Um, and then Tom, like, yeah, you nailed it. Randall isn't playing up to the value of getting traded. I don't think. My only thought was like, if that's the big contract that you trade back to somebody, is that then what is able to get the Knicks a star? But like, look, if Randall's going there, if Randall's going someplace else, then all this culture stuff that we heard about just doesn't exist for one and B like, or, or two, uh, no, it's just not happening. I can't even, like in the same way that I'm not entertaining Obi trades, uh, Obi and, and Randall together. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not entertaining Julius Randall trades. So we'll just move on from that. Um, Manny Bocieri, I think I got the pronunciation right. Um, quickly is great energy player, but so erratic in offense and as a decision maker. When he's cold, he's cold, but. I, I, you got to play him. Um, it's a, it's a comment that I appreciate and it's, it's definitely frustrating, but we'll see. Um, I, I still like Emmanuel quickly and the energy that he brings. So uh, to agree with you on that, a uh, couple more before I get out of here, um, more lineup changes are coming. All right. So that's the, that's the general tone. More lineup changes are coming. Um, Matt Smith, early this year, Macri said we were going to have to give RJ 5150 in a newsletter. Wonder what he projects for the contracts now. So thank you, Matt. You just gave me a question to put in tomorrow's podcast rundown. We will get our highest capologists on that question and decide if maybe the price has changed. I don't know if like basketball is weird in that it's not like it's not like baseball where you just have a bidding war. There are specific market value things that come into play that change things. So I, I or determine things and that that's, what's going to determine what RJ gets. So that's where I'm not, I'm not sure if like the number changes, but if you want to use to give him that number is the better, better conversation. Um, oh, another super chat, Robert Bui. Maybe I'm too nostalgic, but in 2011, 12, <laughs> what I tell you, uh, 2011, 12, we were eight and 15 and now at 11 and 12. And right after that, we had Linsanity. Uh, maybe we get something like that magical stretch to save the season. Um, I'll just say this. I'm less nostalgic about Linsanity as people are. I looked at Linsanity a lot like it. Like Linsanity happened right after Tim Tebow. And like America had this thing of exalting these guys that weren't actually that good. And it was the true American underdog story here. So it was like, let's take this, this quarterback that can't throw and this G leaguer that was the 12th man on the Knicks. That's now carving people up and exalt them to these, these levels. I always thought like this is going to end, but I'm just going to enjoy it while it happens. Then against the heat, it ended and LeBron and D Wade and Bosch, like M Mello's boys. I'm, I'm sure the a text was exchanged. 
um, like they made a point to be like, let's let's make sure this guy looks like a G leaguer tonight. And I I thought like bring Jeremy Lin back, like the him going to Houston was frustrating, but I never bought into it as like this should be the team trade Carmelo Anthony. I never never thought that that was the option. And like. It's almost insulting, actually, to how awesome Jeremy Lin was to compare him to Tim Tebow. Jeremy Lin knew how to pass, so there, there's your differences there. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's a Jeremy Lin coming unless Deuce McBride is. So, okay, there's your nostalgia if you want to play that card. That Deuce is going to come and be the starting point guard, and then after he comes in and and the Knicks win seven straight because they have this. You know, like a guy from the, the second round, uh, the Deuce Man Cometh. That that clip will be getting played all over the KFS social media channels. Um, yeah, I, that's the only that's the only way out of this, unfortunately, that I see. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, back for more. Nice moments consisted of IQ layup, RJ Tough finish, Randall Cam- Commander. Com- are you trying to say commanding the offense? I'll 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 say commanding the offense at one point. Um, Fournier hit some, agreed the shit effort overall. Yeah, I man. Oh, Don Cappuccini, quick sanity. Uh, maybe listen, maybe they're gonna go to Emmanuel quickly at starting point guard. Um, I, I'm glad you found some nice one. I feel bad for anybody that goes to these games because that's that's the thing that we as content creators like we. We don't have to suffer through because like we've had opportunities to go to games. I will say that guys. And we decided that like a content strategy will be to stay here and talk to you after the games. That is a, an important part of this. There was a legitimate conversation about KFS and MSC night that one of us was going to need to miss because we can't leave you guys out in the cold. And we decided to go because it was the magic. And we figured like, we'll just do it from the game. And then logistically we were like okay just somebody get on the train asap after and we'll we'll do a post game after like to celebrate little did i know they were gonna lose again at home and that plan would completely backfire um i i i really hope that you guys i really hope this team gives you a product that is worthy of you going to games the rest of the year and they clearly have given you a product that's that's worthy of going on the road and uh, like going to see games. My buddy's going to the game against the Hornets in Charlotte in a couple of weeks. He's just moved down to South Carolina and he's like excited. And he even said like they might have a chance because they're wearing the road unis. Um, I, it's like a legitimate, legitimate thought. The Knicks play poor at home, which is like the most defeating part about this. You could, almost take it that like when they're not at home and I'm not spending money to go to a game when I'm not wasting my Saturday to watch you not show up to a Saturday game. And look, I'll say it. This has not been, this has not been the effort you want to see from your home team. And it terrifies me for Christmas day. Are we going to see them get blown out by the Hawks at home too? Is that how I'm going to spend my Christmas? Is that how people going to the game on Christmas day are going to feel? I really hope not. I really hope whatever changes Tibbs has planned, I really hope whatever whatever effort this team is going to give is going to be worthy of this city and the fans that go to games and, and spend their hard-earned money to do so. So 
that's that's I think a proper way to end this. The effort has to be better. And for all of our sakes, I hope it is. Um, one more, your boy Ben's Randall won't allow Deuce to get off to Sanity. Um, if I laughed through that, um Randall won't allow Deuce to get off Deuce Sanity. So that's it would literally be history repeating itself. Um let me just make one thing clear. This is how I'll end. I I loved the season we got from Julius Randle last year. I've waxed poetic about its importance when Brooklyn was building what they built. Julius Randle is not Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is one of the 75 greatest players of all time, one of the greatest scorers of all time. Julius Randle had one good season where no more than 2,000 fans could be in attendance. Let's... That is the biggest difference here. That is what I just want to make clear. That and like only would say, I think Julius Randle last year had a better season than any Nick ever had. But I, I well, not, not, let me also get rid of that absolute. Any Carmelo Anthony Nick season outside of the MVP finish. Um, I but like to Rob Abui's comment to end this. The honeymoon is officially over for Randle. I'm not there yet because I think he's earned the chance to figure it out. But man, at a certain point, results are going to have to show, man. And these jogging back up with your head down because you didn't get a call moments and then like layups happen. (sighs) Um, Yeah, that's that's got to stop. So uh, the honeymoon may be over, but for for well I should say for a lot of people but I'm I'm a little a little optimistic that now that the offense is going to run through him again it'll it'll start to figure out more um Macri will the Neil's next door we'll end on this Macri will never let you host again after that comment uh yeah probably <laughs> I'm sure I'll be getting a text pretty soon from John uh thank you everybody for tuning in to the KFS post game show. I apologize on behalf of the Knicks that this wasn't a better experience. I hope you guys are able to have a good weekend. John and Jeremy will be back on Monday. Um, then we've got a pod coming Tuesday morning and then couple of, a couple of post game pods. And then again on Friday morning, because I think the Knicks are off on Monday and Thursday. So that's when we'll be recording our regular pods this week. A shameless plug for another podcast that I host. It's called final review. Uh, Bernardo Zrowski and I, um, we like to review old time movies and um, try to uh, uh, quantify their greatness by coming up with 10 different top five lists. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. Like, here, Here's what I'll recommend. We just did a review for the film Tick, Tick, Boom, which is on Netflix. It is a movie about uh, Jonathan Larson, who wrote the play Rent and his autobiographical story of trying to get plays made. It's a very relatable story. And I think it's a feel good story as well that I think you guys would enjoy. It's a pick me up. If you want to watch that and then listen to our review of it afterwards, it's one of my favorite performances of the year. One of my favorite movies of the year. And if you don't want to watch that, you know, Alabama, Georgia is think of about to kick off. So Um, Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Have as good a weekend as possible, and we will see you next time.